It's July, and Payne County is rocking and rolling. Boom. And we're so glad to be with you. We are the uh, priests of Stillwater, Oklahoma. Uh, this is our show, The Pastors of Payne. Yeah, I'm Father Brian O'Brien. I'm here with Father Kerry Wakulich. We, uh, we're two priests, and we live in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And uh, we have two churches here, two Catholic churches. Uh, one is called St. John Catholic Student Center, which Father Kerry runs quite well, I must say, serving the uh, student population of Oklahoma State University. And then little old me out at uh, Country Club in McElroy, St. Francis Xavier, and we're rocking and rolling, having a great summer. How's your summer going, Father Kerry? Weddings. 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 A lot of weddings. Weddings. Every Friday and Saturday of the summer, I he just shows up at people's houses and who aren't married. <laughs> you don't get hitched. <laughs> Come on, y'all. How y'all doing? <laughs> Let's get out of here. No, it's a, it's an awesome summer. Uh, a number of uh, I think it's it's a disordered busy. You know the the summertime disordered busy. There's there's uh, no routine. Yeah, I found okay. I've found, maybe it's not busy. Too. Maybe it's not busy. It's just disordered because you got like. Disordered like, is bad. Yeah, I like things. I like I like structure and I oh, like I open see. time. I got you. Like I know what I'm going to be doing on these, and then maybe I got open time. But you know what? Like I got to go to Colorado to see my spiritual director. I got to do a 50th anniversary wedding, and so there's get all these to. get the, to father. Yes, I get to. Thank you. The joy, the joys of being of the priest. So I, there's all these beautiful things. I get to do mm-hmm. weddings, mm-hmm. 50th wedding anniversaries, get to see my spiritual director, go on vacation, hang out with my priest bros, all these what? things that I would not normally do during the school year. Yeah, during the school year. It's during wall, the school year. Wall, I, wall. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of events going on. A lot of I, pastoral care. You know all the right people. words to say. I'm in, a, I'm in the zone today. You, you think so? Oh, yeah. I got a good night's sleep. Uh, we're coming off a rocking 4th of July. Yeah. There was a lot of I fireworks. ate Chinese food. It was awesome. And ribs? Did you You got to celebrate the 4th of July by eating Chinese food. Whoa. Uh, and then I did, I, I didn't, no, so I, already, I ate Chinese food on the 4th. And then shot a fireworks. So double Chinese 4th of July. But then I went over to the Arthur's house and they were smoking ribs and all kinds of stuff. And their water tank. But I didn't. But I didn't eat any because I had just eaten Chinese food. What? You didn't eat any? I didn't. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm sorry. Lauren's going to bring me some ribs. going to bring us some I'll ribs. take it. I'll take it. That'd be uh, awesome. They well, offered me to take, for me to take some home, but I wasn't like going right home. D- so that would have meant like the ribs would have sat in my car for a good chunk of the day. You, you could have put them in your trunk uh, and got, maybe got a Ziploc bag. Who were you thinking of? You were just thinking of yourself. No, I was That's thinking, not very I was sacrificial. I thinking about whether my not car was ba- going to smell like ribs for two weeks. And you didn't think of me? And be like, I would hey, be like well. driving down the road, like slobbering. Well, like, why am I so hungry? I must pull over. And eat some ribs. Meanwhile, it's just the ribs from two weeks ago. (laughs) The aroma. Well, I'm glad you thought of me when you were being offered a rack of ribs to take home. If people offer food, I always take it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. (laughs) If people offer food, I take it if I'm going to go, if it's not going to sit in the car. If I'm going from this place where there's food to, you know, another something. At Christ the King. And there's going to be countertops of junk food. Yes. But I don't want it to sit in the car. I would always. Fu- Here's some deviled eggs that have been sitting in my 120 degree car for three <laughs> hours. 
I don't want you to get sick. Well, thank you. I care about you. Oh, you're so concerned about my well-being and health and safety. Ralphing all over the house. <laughs> Ralphing? You can't be having that. <laughs> Take off Hoser and Ralph anyway, in the someplace else. It was a great, uh, a great fourth. Uh, I did, I did see, dude, I did a little fireworks. Uh, on on the third, and then also again on the fourth. I didn't get to shoot any off on the fourth. I uh, shot some off on the third. It was a good was, time. It was really lots of fun. I like to tie fireworks together and then light them and watch them go off. Oh, yeah. You know what's hilarious? On the third was uh, there was like kind of a gathering of like a lot of families with kids and yeah, and like watching kids watch fireworks. Fantastic. It's hilarious. I mean, even like the smallest, like the little those spinners, you know, and they spin up in the air like. There's like screaming and anyway, especially pretty, families that move here hilarious. from there. You know, there's like six families that have moved here in the last year with oh, kids bunch, and stuff, yeah, and bunch, they come yeah. from big cities where you're not allowed to shoot fireworks yeah, no off. Fireworks, and you're only allowed. They're like far off in the distance, and when you start lighting them off in the front yard, that's a game changer. Right and there. a shout out to the or city the of Stillwater, can. where I was, where we were watching uh, fireworks on the fourth. We were watched. We were able to watch the fireworks show over Boomer Lake. It was awesome. That, yeah. I wasn't here last year on the 4th. We had, I had my family reunion. And so I this was my first 4th of July in Stillwater. I could see it from McDonald's on the turnpike. rocking. McDonald's on the turnpike. I was watching the fireworks City from Stillwater. Stillwater. You got it going on. Except there's some potholes on I the road. I salute you. <laughs> oh, well, except for, yeah. Except for the I mean, corners of Duck roads, and but, Miller. But if you can fix that. Show, boom. Oh, by the way, they're demolishing those houses. Where? Uh, over by, right behind oh, right Eskimo by Joe's, John's, that yeah. unsightly yeah, good. Good. mess of junk. Yeah. No, not by St. John, right behind uh, Eskimo Joe's. Well, but in your in your Yeah, right so your what, what, City of Stillwater, why are you demolishing those things? Because they're unsightly. Yeah, yeah. Um, the meth lab houses, yeah, get those gone. Yeah. And then fix that road down at the corner of Duck and Miller. It uh-huh. looks like it got mortared and I was in Kerplakistan. Okay, Wow. <laughs> The other, the other big news uh, in, in the Diocese of Tulsa. Well, well let me, can I guess? Is, can I guess? Uh, can I guess? Robert Duck. Robert on Duck. July the 28th. I, I was, yeah, two things. One for the, for the larger diocese, and then one uh, greatly affecting Stillwater in a very positive way. On July the 28th, June the 28th, uh, Bishop Condrell ordained three new priests. And I was there, and you were there. It and it was awesome. It was a packed. Then packed uh, we also had uh, a new some assignments that came out, and one of the assignments greatly affects Payne County, and that is that Father Robert Duck is returning to Stillwater, Oklahoma. That. He will be the new associate pastor at St. Francis Xavier. Uh, effective, the, the, those assignments start actually July 15th, but Father Robert is going to go do a... Spanish immersion uh, for six weeks. So actually, as you are listening to this, he's probably in Guadalajara. He's going to Guadalajara? Guadalajara. Guadalajara, Guadalajara, Guadalajara. It's going to be awesome. And he is, uh, so he's going to go do work on his Spanish for uh, for six weeks. So he already speaks Spanish. He also speaks Italian because he just spent five years in Rome. He speaks pretty good English. <laughs> but... It's going to be awesome because he's going to come back and his Spanish is going to be really good. And then I'm actually, I really am, I'm, I'm kind of jealous of him. I want to go to Guadalajara for six weeks. You should. 
Next summer to you go should work on my Spanish. Next summer you should leave Doc here to run the church. That'd and you be go to awesome. Guadalajara. Can I do that? Let's go together. Is that let's legit? Let's no, I don't want to go with you. Oh, yowzas. Dang. You don't have an associate. You, you're not allowed to go. Oh, uh, Duck can be my associate He's for the gonna, summer. <laughs> he can just he run, can the, run both. He can run the whole town. Run both. <laughs> we'll go on vacation. But anyway, so so Father Robert returning uh, is going to be huge um, in a lot of ways. Just as I've been telling the people over the last couple weeks or so. Uh, it's just going to be. It's going to be better. Uh, one, I think, uh, me as the as the pastor, I'll, I won't be spread as thin. And so, what I find now, a lot of times, is I'm maybe doing uh, a lot at not at a necessarily at a high quality. And so, this will allow for uh, some definitely some projects that have been put off. Uh, with the regard to evangelization and our ten-year mission and vision plan, like all that, a lot trimming of that the stuff, trees, taking out the trash, will be <laughs> that sort of thing. We'll be able to implement. But then the best part is we're just going to cover more ground, visiting hospitals and nursing homes, the poor, um, confessions. A lot more confessions will be offered, especially on the weekends during mass, during mass Saturday nights and Sundays uh, when people are there. We're we're just going to be able to do that a lot more when he Certainly. arrives. Late late August, he'll be here. And then same thing is true. I mean, we, we jumped in a lot at St. John's uh, last year and plan to do that again. So that it'll also be good for, for the students at St. John's. Sweet. And our house will be full. Our little, right now, our three-bedroom house will now be uh, at max capacity. And then sometime in early October, we're going to make our move over to the new rectory over at St. Francis Xavier. And then our rectory will be half full with do we the same come up, amount of people. Do we come up with a name for that rectory yet? I think we name it after St. Joseph, no? St. Joseph? Yeah. Casa San Jose? He's okay, right? Or, yeah, he's pretty he's awesome. Good. He's good. He's Put good. a statue of St. Joseph out front. He's a good person. He's awesome. Uh, Terror of Demons. That's his Terror, name. Yes, it's the St. Joseph Terror of Demons rectory. <laughs> That's it. It's official. It's on the radio. Hey, <laughs> so, so did, you ever, did you ever go to an ordination before you were a priest? Uh, yes. Let's see. I mean, yes. before you were seminary, before you were seminary. Yes, one. I'd never been to one. Yeah. And they're pretty marvelous. One, but I was like, I was like late and I didn't have a seat. I didn't, I mean, it was beautiful, but I didn't enjoy it. It was actually at the University of Notre Dame. They were Holy Cross. Oh, the Holy Cross Fathers. Priests, yeah. And so you had never, you had been to that ordination, but never been to a diocese. Yeah, no, I mean, I and I'd never been to one. I was like a kid. And we mo- never... And most we people, always lived in big cities. We most people go, have never been to an ordination. You're missing out. It is pretty awesome. It's epic. It's so awesome. It's like the church at its finest in liturgies so next too. to Easter and Christmas. Yep. Well, you, you, I see the program. I got over the there. program. It was I this it. year. It was on the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Uh, it was on a Friday night. So actually, usually that was kind of cool too. Usually our ordinations. I think you and I were both ordained on a Saturday, Saturday. morning. But they did a little survey of all the priests. And they said, what, what's your preference, you know, Saturday Friday. morning? And we also, and I think a, a good chunk of us said Friday because Saturdays, it's hard to, if the ordination's at 10 o'clock, it's usually two, two and a half hours. Then you have to turn around immediately. And you turn around and try to get back for confessions and all that. So anyway, I, no, I, I enjoyed the Friday night and I hope we, I mean, that's not, a, that's above our pay grade, but um, I hope we keep the Friday night deal. It's pretty sweet. That's awesome. To have and then it on you, the get, you, know, you get back kind of late. I got back at I don't know what that was, eleven o'clock or something. I crashed. But on it a was. Ca- worth I crashed it. on a couch in a rectory. It was in Tulsa. worth it. It was worth it. Um. So we ordained three guys. Um, James Porter, Father James Porter, Father James Sterling Porter the third. <laughs> Isn't that a great name? 
Uh, he is from uh, St. Patrick's in Sand Springs. That's what's great. So it's kind of three guys from three different parishes. Uh, and he is going to be assigned to St. Benedict's in Broken Arrow. Cool. With da, Father David Carvajal, who you and I have known for, oh, since I mean, he was as long like as we've been, 14 yeah, years old. As, so he was a Bishop Kelly grad. So he was there when we were both there. And then he was at St. Thomas More when you were at St. Thomas More. He helped me translate words. Well, you helped me say words in Spanish. Yeah, fully bilingual from Venezuela originally. Yeah, you never know. He's wasn't like his English is. He has no accent. Yeah, his, and his no- Spanish is awesome. Obviously, yeah, yeah, it's natural. So he's going to be at Holy Family Cathedral. That's exciting. Very cool, and great for the people there. And then uh, Father Shane Houston. OSU grad. OSU grad. 2007? Uh, I, I don't remember. 2008? Somewhere in that ballpark. Six, seven, or eight. And he is from... Oh, so Father uh, David is from uh, St. Francis Xavier in Tulsa. It was, it was like his home parish. All right. But then he spent a little bit of time at Resurrection, a little bit of time at St. Thomas More. And then uh, Father Shane Houston, who is an OSU grad, grew up at uh, St. Benedict's in Broken Arrow, and is going to be assigned to St. Bernard's in South Tulsa. <laughs> So it's just awesome. And in addition to that, we have the two guys from last year, Father Robert Duck, who's coming our way, and then Father Vince Fernandez, ordained last year, and then went back to Rome. Uh, and Father Vince is going to be at St. Mary's. Isn't that his home parish? No, St. Bernard. He went the... to school there. Yeah, he grew up at St. Bernard's, but went to school at St. Mary's. So we are just blessed. Oh, man. So five, like five new guys. And then, this doesn't affect us as much, but in the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City, just to our west... And south. They ordained five guys. Nice. This year. One's going to Ponca. One of whom's going to... Is that Father Zach Bozeman, who I've, I've never actually met, but I just... I, I mean, I know who he is. We should have him down. Carson? Him and Carson dudes. down? Yeah. Crittenbrink? Let's do that. Cricket Littlebrook? All right, if you guys are listening, you give us a call. Hey, they're not we'll listening. We'll take you out. Well, they should well, be. Well, Pope Francis is listening. I mean, Pope Francis... Yeah, we, I checked the uh, stats with Italy... We have some people in Italy listening. Who I found out was I think it was I think it was Father Robert. Oh yeah, that's who's listening in Italy to kind of keep up on all things Stillwater. <laughs> so it might not be the Pope, but well, anyway, we'll work on that. Uh, we have uh, some listeners in Czechoslovakia or in the Czech. What's it called? Yeah, that, that's Evan Rush and Julia Meyer. Oh, you know them? Well, okay. the, yeah, I did their wedding. Well, the uh-huh. Russias, not the Meyers, and some other places. Kropakistan. So anyway, We're almost at twenty thousand downloads. What? Is that a lot? I th- I don't know. I guess I don't know. Maybe Seems maybe, like. maybe one one or Seems one or two like more one or two more. We'll get excited. At Twenty five thousand. Okay. We'll have a party. Okay. So ordinations. Ordinations. Uh, it was awesome. If you've never been to an ordination, what we'd like to do is just maybe like kind of walk you walk you through. So what what's super cool? First of all, I mean at least as a priest, is there are a ton of priests. My guess is Tons. there were eighty. 80 priests. How many priests do we have in the diocese? Uh, like 60. 60. And there was so 20, 30 from, more. There were Oklahoma City guys there. Uh, Seattle, Washington, Cincinnati. Uh, a lot of Cincinnati. their classmates. So, guys, you go, so like it's very common. Like when I was ordained, I would go, after I was ordained, I would go to my, I went to Denver. my classmates' yeah. uh, uh, ordinations. So there were all these guys from all these places. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's just a beautiful kind of camaraderie and brotherhood of, of, of priesthood. Which is pretty awesome. So then, uh, you know, so all the all the deacons are there, the priests are there. So we all come in, and what's so cool is the the mass starts with the three guys being ordained. They're still deacons, 
So they walk in like with deacon stoles. Invested as deacons and sit with the deacons. Invested as deacons, sitting with the deacons. All their families get like some front row seats, you know. But the cathedral's packed. I mean, it was packed. Packed, packed. Packed, packed. Like standing room. Everybody scoot in and get uncomfortable for two and a half hours. And so then, you know, it's in, in many ways, it's a normal mass. Uh, and it has, so we do the readings. Um, and then right after the, the gospel is proclaimed, the, the guys, the ordinans, the guys to be ordained, are called forward. And I love this part because what happens is the guys, um, one of the deacons gets up, Deacon Dick Berberet this time, who used to be in Stillwater. So he gets up and he says, I'm going to get the words wrong, but, you know, Most Reverend Father, which is the bishop, um, you know, the church asks you to ordain these, our brothers, to the order of priesthood. And then uh, what happens after that? Then the vocation director gets up, Father Michael Pratt, who is Stillwater native. All roads lead to Stillwater, just so you know. <laughs> so Pratt gets up and said, oh, the bishop asks Pratt, do, do you, you find them worthy? Do you know them to be worthy? And this is like, I mean, that's a big question, right? Because in many ways, I mean, who who is worthy of the priesthood? Not me. Not me. I mean, we aren't. Yeah, no, but yet he's asking, yeah. like, do you know them to be worthy? And then, you know, these guys have been, Carvajal's been in seminary eight years. Shane's been in six years. Porter's been in nine years. Whoa. So Porter and Carvajal went right out of high school. It's a long time uh, of formation. Father Shane had already had been to college. But anyway, they've been in seminary a long time. So then the vocation director says, after inquiry among the people of God. Which is true, because he's got like all of these people, these husbands and wives, single people, uh, oh, I mean, elderly. All the parishes they've ever been to, yeah. pastors. Everybody gets to comment seminary, on them. And like, the don't ordain that guy or ordain right, that guy. right. So there's all this, all these years and years and years of input and and feedback and and the vocation director says we choo- choo- choose you. I know them, <laughs> I know them, I know them to be worthy. And then you don't see this very often in the mass, and that is then the people are then invited to give their assent with applause. Yeah, so everybody's given one of those plastic fake clappers cuz we're not allowed to actually make contact with your hands in Catholic churches to clap. Everyone so we just get, takes out get, their phone and makes and there's like a little app that gives you the And so then everybody claps. Yeah. Roaring applause. Roaring applause for these three guys, yeah. Hooting and hollering. And then uh, then the bishop preaches. He gives a homily mostly directed at the the guys but also encouraging, you know, everybody else to pray for priests. And exactly. Then uh, what happened after that? Then it moves into, like, the ordination. The it's kind of like a wedding. It's the wedged ride. in right there between, yeah. the, between the homily, between the gospel right, and the, uh, the intercessions. Let me look. All right, so here, so the, the readings were uh, Ezekiel 34. It was the readings for the Sacred Heart of Jesus. 11 through 16. That was awesome. Responsorial Psalm was Psalm 23. The second reading was Romans 5, 5 to 11. The gospel was Luke 15, uh-huh. uh, the lost sheep, sheep. Not leaving the 99 to go after the one. That was a good That, that was the sacred, a sacred one Jesus. for priesthood. All right, so then uh, the homily, and then the promise of the elect. So it says, after receiving the exhortation of the church, the elect, that's the guys being ordained. The three dudes. Rise and stand before the bishop to declare their intention to be ordained 
to the office of presbyter. Together, the elect promise to discharge the office of priesthood, exercise the ministry of the word, celebrate faithfully the sacraments of the church, pray for the people of God, and consecrate themselves to God for the salvation of Re- all. Read them. Read them. No pressure. It's like, do no, you... Oh, they're not in here. They're the not in there? aren't in here. Oh, okay. They just but it's allude to it. do you... They want to keep the rest of the people from saying, I do! Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not in here. So then it says, Lastly, each of the elect goes individually to the bishop, and kneeling before him, places his hands between those of the bishops to make the promise of respect and obedience. So each of them go up, one by one, and they literally take... I wish we were on a radio show... Wait, they take their hands and, and make put like them a, like, like a, a like a sandwich with the bishop's hands. Do you promise respect and obedience to me and my successors? So, I, on my ordination day, I had had a retreat the day before and prayed over and spent time with each of the promises and you know because we don't take vows, we take promises. We take promises our diaconate and ordination and our priesthood. Mm-hmm. And I prayed about all of them. And I get up there and I kneel down and I put out my hands and the bishop clasps my hands with his hands and he goes. Do you promise respect and obedience to me and my successor? And I hadn't thought about that vow oh, or that come promise. On. So, like at the moment, I'm like, "Wait a second! I totally missed this." Like, I uh, maybe. respect and obedience to me and my successors, and I was just like, "I do." Yeah. Boom. I thought about it for like literally like a nanosecond, but it was like all this processing. I'm like, who's going to be your successor? What if I don't like your successor? But what's also respect? Well, and that's like, the it's not just it. being obedient to someone, yeah. it's also respecting them and honoring them, like that fourth commandment honor your when father. When the bishop and calls you and says, Father Kerry, uh, I need you to leave this assignment that you really, really like and are good at and go to another place, you it, say, I do. I will. I'll, I will gladly go. Do you I promise will, respect and obedience yeah. to me and my successors? I do. I do. And then there's a line right after it. Oh, it is. May God, may God who has begun this work in you bring it, bring it to fulfillment. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. So anyway, all that happens, uh, and we're not even we ha- we're like just getting started. This is like the beginning. Oh, it's almost like the beginning of the mass. So then there is the uh, really a highlight for a lot of guys: the litany of the saints. So we. The guys who are being ordained actually lie flat on the ground, prostrate, uh, flat on the ground, in front of their families, in front of everybody, and the litany of the saints is sung. And begging God for mercy yeah. upon us. Lord, Holy, have mercy. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. St. Carrie of Tulsa, no. pray for us. In the future, us. in the future. Whoa, i got to be ordered. The ordination in 50 years. Ah. But what's really cool is, that, so there's this long litany of kind of all of our favorite saints. There's some that the church says you got to have these in the, there. The and confessors, then you can the in, virgins, the you can add in. So, so pastors. Like, blessed Stanley Rother was in there. There were some old people in there. There's like saints from like the first, second, and third century. Yep. But then modern ones: Saint John Paul II, Saint Paul VI, Saint Teresa of Calcutta. Mm-hmm. We're all we're all in there. John the twenty third. John the twenty third was in there. Yeah. So there's this, this, and it's long. It lasts, I don't know, it's five minutes. So asking all of these, all of heaven yep. to pray for us right now. And then at the very end, be merciful to us sinners. Lord, we ask you, hear our prayer. Oh, yeah. For, uh, you know, uh, Lord, be merciful. Deliver uh, From all evil, deliver us. From every sin, deliver us. From everlasting death, deliver us. All that. It's awesome. Very cool. The litany. Is so then, incredible. the uh, maybe the high the high moment. There's multiple high moments. Then each guy <laughs> multiple high moments. comes up to the bishop, 
kneels down, and the bishop lays hands on his head. The laying on of hands. So this is very scriptural. I mean, all over, uh, especially the Acts of the Apostles. The laying on of hands. The, the laying, laying on, on of hands, hands as a means by which to bring about uh, a new man, to bring about this new ministry. Uh, in this, in this, in this person, I really love it when when Saint Paul says, "Remember when I laid hands on you, the imposition of my hands." Yep. Re- remember that. Remember that. He'll tell Timothy and Titus over and over and yep. over again. Awesome. And this is like down the line. We've been doing this for two thousand years. So the, the key one is that the bishop does it, but then each each priest who's there, we get to go by and lay hands. Not as I, I'm not I'm not ordaining any of these guys. But it, rather praying, praying over them is pretty cool. Yeah. When's the anointing of the hands? And then right after that, uh, they each come back up. Comes, each guy comes back up. A lot of up and back here. And then his hands are anointed with sacred, sacred chrism. chrism. So we use chrism in the highest moments in the life of a Christian at their baptism, at their confirmation, Which, and at the ordination of priests and bishops. Is it, do we use chrism to anoint altars? And then we use them to to dedicate altars. So we had that at our at St. Francis Xavier a year and a half ago. That same chrism that was put on the hands of James and Shane and David uh, is used uh, to to make holy uh, an altar. To chrismate, to, to, cri- chrismate, to Christ yeah. them, yep. to Christ things. Uh. So that happens, gets all over their hands. And then uh, then the little side tradition that a lot of people don't know. That, so the guy's hands are like dripping with oil. They go over, when that's over, they go over to a little table and they wipe their hands off. That, that little towel, uh, traditionally called a manaturgium, that towel covered with that chrism is then, the tradition is, given to the priest's mother. And then she keeps it and then is buried with it. Uh-huh, yeah. And so that when she dies and goes to heaven, she says to St. Peter, hey, I gave you a priest. Let me in. Let me in. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Did you give yours to your mom? Uh-huh. I did too. Yeah. From my first mass yeah. at St. Therese. And then the other tradition is the, the stole, the purple stole with which you hear your first confession. You then give that you give that to your father. Well, it was cool. Robert Duck at his first mass, because his, his mother is, she she's nowhere to be found. No, yeah. She, no, no, she is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he knows where she is? Yeah, yeah. No, she's okay. there. She, yeah, she's there. No, his mother was not at his ordination. Yes. Was yes. she? Okay, so she get, he gave the manaturgium yeah. to his grandmother oh. at his first mass, oh, okay. and then he gave his stole because his father is deceased. No, but no, I'm not sorry, not Robert Buck, uh, Dave um, Porter, James Porter. Yes, oh, sorry, James yes. James Porter. Yes. James his Porter. father is deceased. His father's deceased, yeah. so he gave his first stole to his grandmother. Was there? Yes, his yeah. grandmother was. He gave his first stole to his new pastor. Oh, who's been his mentor all nice. these years. It was beautiful. Sorry, I got the names all backwards okay, no, in my good. head. You're good. I didn't mean duck. All right, so then there's the anointing of hands, then the 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 giving of the bread and wine. So like, I mean, that's what, what priests do, right? Our main job is to celebrate Mass. And so they're handed the ch- their chalice and, and the patent. With the bread and wine. With it. the bread and wine. So cool. And then one of my favorite parts, again, is then each of the priests get to come forward and give, uh, we call it the fraternal kiss or the sign of peace to each of the three new guys. And that's Correct. kind of your opportunity to welcome them and uh, that's pretty awesome. And then and then we celebrate mass. And, and mass continues. All, that, but then these guys started the mass as deacons, are now priests. 
they make their move behind the altar and can celebrate mass with the bishop and, you know, 90 other priests. It was beautiful. It's amazing. And then at the very end of mass, uh, the, the new priests go over and give their first blessing to the bishop, to the bishop. So the bishop, I mean, he is boss man. He is successor to the apostles. But this bishop kneels down before the new priests. Uh-huh, they give him a blessing. Uh-huh. And then I love the, the devotion. What happens a lot of times, especially the kind of um, uh, Mexicans, Filipinos, they have this wonderful tradition where they, they kiss the hands of the, new, of the priests. Yeah, they're anointed. And so the bishop receives their blessing, and then the bishop kisses their hands. And then they go down, and they give their first blessing to their families. And then Mass comes to an end, and everybody goes home. Ah, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It is, ah. it is the church at its finest. And so we get pray for more priests. Pray for more. So yeah. interesting, yeah. interesting thing um, about the ordination is it's just the vast culture of the church there. There are, when we talk about like Pentecost, about tongues, you know, speaking in tongues, you look out to the congregation, there are Vietnamese and Africans and Filipinos and um, Hispanics from dozens of different countries. And and, and all of us, Brian O'Brien, you're Irish, Kerry Wakulich, I am not Portuguese. Uh, the the Russian, it's the whole yeah. breadth and length yep. and glory of the church there at this ordination. And so it's the church from the Acts of the Apostles. Boom, so, alive and young. Pray for priests. Uh, pray for these new guys, especially as they go to their new assignments. Pray for Father Robert Duck as he comes to Stillwater, end of August. And then next time there's an ordination, go. 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 Go twice. Go. Oklahoma City. Go and bring your kids. That's all we got today. It's a beautiful day we, we in Pain County. hope you have a great week. Uh, we're the Pastors of Pain. God bless you. Have a great day.